I got 15 titles on my mind Seven world ones, one hardcore And seven tags with four different guys Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of gongs and bells Drive you crazy Lights up when I raise my hands Don't even try to understand the supernatural dead man So take her easy Well I'm standing on the corner of Death Valley, California Such a bright fire I see It's my house, my lord, burned to the floor Lost my parents, brother, everything Come on, Kane, please don't blame Paul Bearer took me in as his and tried to train me. Rarely lose, I usually win. I never thought I'd see you again. You opened up the cell and climbed in so freaking easy. Running down the road and I'm all on my own Got a decade of destruction Call me big evil, not red, But do call me American Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of Olympus get Drive you crazy Come on, fancy me. I'm coming back, it's the dead man, so take her easy. of the night welcome to talking taker episode 206 of our encyclopedic exploration digging of the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time the undertaker my name is alex dorio i want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of dead man talking and i want to introduce you and bring in my co-host for all these 206 episodes, my wrestling buddy, my tag team partner, my fellow member of the Pod Street crew, he is the key master himself, Mr. Travis White. <laughs> Travis. Key need, master. Yeah, I need you to pull out the key uh, because we are going to get in our time traveling hearse. We're going to open up the keypad and we're not going to drive into the past. We're not going to drive into the future. We're going to drive in like into an alternate universe right here, Travis, because we're going to uh, shove the Undertaker through the forbidden door. 
door, door, door. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We are going to shove him through the forbidden door and see what happens on the other side. You know, everything is multiverse, extended universe, exactly. parallel universe. That's right. Why not jump on board? You know, and we've already had a, an episode where we talked about like dream opponents that didn't happen and stuff like that. This is a little different. We talked about, uh, yeah. you know, the, the corporate minister or the, the draft in the fantasy ministry draft fantasy Great draft. Episode. This is going to be a little different than that, but just, well, you know, we won't let's, we don't have to go into all the rules and explanation here, yeah. but tell us a little bit. This was kind of your idea kind of. So uh, tell us a little bit about what people are uh, going to be in store for here. Yeah. So after, you know, uh, AW and new Japan did that forbidden door pay-per-view, which again, I kudos to Tony Khan for pulling that off and, and new Japan for working together and making that happen. And it wasn't, hundred percent AEW guys won. That's where ego's getting in place when it comes to, you know, trying to cross which brands and who's going to work with who. But I thought it was a great concept. Uh, some of the matches were kind of thrown together, but anyway, I just like forbidden door. That's cool. So I thought, you know, this was back in May. I was like, well, what if we did like a forbidden door one? Like what if Vince and Tony and Jado and Gato and, you know, whoever's running TNA, I don't know who's running them anymore. They changes every, like every six weeks, but, Whoever's running that, I, what if they could all just get together and do like a forbidden door type thing? Like, but specifically for Undertaker, like Taker's going to come out for one year and we're going to just make him have, he's a special attraction. You know, Vince loves a special attraction. So not going to be a whole pay-per-view of these matches, but just Taker's, Taker's last ride through the forbidden door, you know, like let's work together and give him some dream opponents. So, yeah, we'll go into more detail later, but that's kind of where it came from. Just what, what, who would I like to see Taker up against that's not in WWE? Yeah. I could go all day about WWE guys, but who do I think is at an elite level? I'd love to see that matchup, you know, with him. So for sure, an, an experimental episode, a fantasy episode yeah. here for us. But, you know, that's kind of what we're doing here in this uh, second life of Talking Taker. You know, we're, we're revisiting some classic matches, talking about some moments we missed. And we're, we're doing some fantasy concept stuff here. So uh, this will be different. This will be interesting. Uh, I hope we've uh, sold you on that pitch and you'll be excited to join us and maybe get your brain percolating and thinking about that a little bit. You know, this whole fantasy, or forbidden door concept has kind of gotten... Uh, it's been, become a wrestling buzzword over the past couple years, this whole idea of crossing between promotions, really be, like with New Japan and AEW and that sort of yeah. thing. Uh, but it's it's the sort of thing that's gone on in wrestling, really, yeah. you know, for as long as wrestling's been around. There's been the territories. the territories in wrestling. You know, we grew up, WCW would have New Japan stuff on their show, Japanese wrestlers. They did a, a Starcade 95, I think it was, was with New Japan. Uh, WWF had Japanese guys, you know, in their Royal Rumble before. They did cross promotional, <laughs> cross promotional shows. Oh well, yeah, they had AAA stuff. Yeah, well, there's that. Yep. Yeah. So, so there's there, that. We had when Worlds Collide. You know, with that was another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember when? Uh, Christian went over from WWE to TNA for one night only with like, yeah. so they could have Ric Flair be at the hall of fame yeah. that year. I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's stuff that's yeah. stuff's gone on in wrestling forever uh, before the whole forbidden door term right. even existed, but yeah. it is always exciting as a fan because you think these promotions are enemies and there's no way they can work together and make something like this work. Uh, and then when you do, when they cross over it, it's like, you know, uh, when your favorite like when some when one superhero crosses over into another superhero movie that you totally didn't expect to be there or something like that. 
Yeah, exactly. Which is always cool for the fans. It's fan service. It's fun. This is a total fan service thing. If 100%. Vince, I guess it was back when Vince was still at the helm, I came up with this concept. And so, you know, could Vince put his pride aside to make this happen as a fan service thing, you know? Because he always says he listens to the fans, but we know that sometimes he did. But being well, a maybe guy Hunter like can do it. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe so. But you know, if if you're gonna have one guy that's gonna draw fans as an attraction to that forbidden door, it's gonna be Taker. I mean, you're you know, it's gonna be him. So he's the biggest guy you got going. I mean, this year I wouldn't put it past anything this year because Stone Cold may have been in WrestleMania. Nope. And yep. just. So I just don't even know. And just all the other things we can't even get into. They're the rise and fall of certain people and just the crazy year we've had. It's just insane. So. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, uh, what a maneuver. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to explain our rules and our parameters for that uh, there, you know, in the main event, the main portion of our show. But since we are coming to you once a month now here uh, on the podcast, uh, we want to talk about all the news and notes involving the Undertaker. He may be retired, uh, but, you know, uh, over the past 30 days, there have been plenty of Undertaker sightings. <laughs> So uh, let's get into this month's Undertaker sightings. And uh, of course, you know, we got a sponsor this month, Travis, a very special sponsor. Uh, this is very cool, man. This month we are sponsored oh, by Travis White, The Vinyl. This is that. real, folks. The Vinyl album, uh, newly released by Travis White, uh, one of six limited yep. edition right now, man. I, I can't believe I'm holding this. I always used to love growing up watching David Letterman and he'd uh, introduce the music yes. guests and hold up the vinyl, uh, yes. which was cool when we were kids because like vinyl was dead back then. Yeah. But I thought it was fun, funny that he had like a new vinyl record of these artists. Yeah. So now I'm holding up one of yours here on our podcast, man. Tell us a little bit about how this came to be. Uh, That's a dream come true. Uh, In my music, you know, I've kind of, accomplished a goal and moved the goalpost a little bit and accomplished another one and moved the goalpost a little bit and accomplished another one. So that was one that I know you have, uh, you know, brought up the actual, the company I got that from you sh introduced me to them, but, uh, it was expensive endeavor, but it was fun. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to put together because with a vinyl, you only have a limited amount of space on each side of the, you know, the vinyl on the record. So anyway, it was a fun little experiment to put together my songs and cut down and this and that and the other and piece it together. So it's not anything new songs, but it's a new uh, track listing and it's just parts and pieces from all my stuff. And uh, I, I had the minimum order was six. I got six, one for me, sent one to you, one to the three girls who sung with me, uh, Kylie, Keely and Sadie are on there. I, I thought it'd be cool for them to have a you know vinyl didn't think it mean a hill of beans to them. They absolutely were flattered. It meant the world to them. And then I auctioned one off, and my dad paid 200 bucks for it. And it was awesome. <laughs> so, well, I, you know, it is limited edition now, but rumor has it there may be more coming in the future. Hypothetically, we may be able to have those available to the public, okay. and uh, you can just order it on demand, and they'll cut it and ship it right to you. We'll see if you want one. Well, stay so. tuned, folks. It may be a hot new Christmas item uh, under the tree, <laughs> the Travis White yeah. vinyl record. Uh, and, of course, everybody can check your music out on uh, all the streaming platforms as well, all the same tunes you can hear on vinyl. Uh, but there's just yeah. some, something about vinyl, man. So. Uh, yeah, it's just fun. It's really cool. 
So. Well, thanks for sponsoring the Undertaker Sighting segment. As Absolutely. <laughs> uh, a couple things. Uh, I'll start with some uh, follow-up to last month's episode. Uh, of course, our October episode, we covered the 20th anniversary of the infamous No Mercy 2002 Hell in a Cell match between Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. And uh, we talked a bit about the build-up to the match. And one of the people involved in that build-up was a, a young Matt Hardy. And uh, I'm sure you saw this. It was floating around the internet. Uh, but on Matt Hardy's podcast, they did a uh, tribute yeah. to 30 years of his career. And Undertaker sent a little cameo uh, paying tribute to Matt Hardy for 30 years of his uh, entering career. Hey, Matt, it's Take. Oh, wow. Man, I just wanted to reach out and say congratulations. Um, 30 years is quite the accomplishment, man. Um, just uh, really amazing. I, I, I remember you and your brother when you first come in back in the day, uh, a couple of teenagers, and now here you are 30 years later. Um, 30 years in any business is an accomplishment, but to stay relevant in in, in our industry is, is, a, is a huge, uh, is a really huge accomplishment. And I just wanted to reach out and uh, say congratulations, job well done. And uh, you're a long way from being done. So uh, cool. anyway, buddy, uh, I, ho- I hope you're doing well. And again, just uh, from the bottom of my heart, um, congratulations on an amazing 30 years. Take care. Thanks, Dave. See you soon. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. And just when someone of that caliber <clears throat> cares enough to send the message to Matt, that means a lot. Because, I mean, Everyone thinks of Jeff and Taker as the ones that had the more high-profile high matches. But, yeah, Matt played quite a pivotal role in some of that stuff with Brock Lesnar in 2 So, and, uh, yeah, and, you know, matches against the Hardys and the, and the Bros Destruction. So, yeah, very cool to have Taker on there, uh, giving his, his um, you know, paying his respects to Matt Hardy. And his 30 years, it's crazy that he's been in there for 30 years. So. Oh, yeah. You mean, and Jeff. We've seen Undertaker do a few things like this for certain guys, but he certainly doesn't do it for everybody. Um, no. So for a guy like Matt Hardy, like you said, that's a huge sign of respect. And uh, you saw it in his eyes. Like he was kind of surprised when uh, yeah. he saw Undertaker pop up on there. And uh, you just think about the first time they probably met, you know, like he was legit, he was just like a teenager doing legit, jobs yeah. on, on Monday Night <laughs> Raw. And yeah. to go on to become this uh, legit, he could be a Hall of Famer by himself. You, mm-hmm. you can take the Hardy Boys out of it. You could put Matt Hardy in the Hall of Fame for his solo career. And uh, yeah. you just never would have thought that back then. No, not at all. Not when he's jobbing to whoever, yeah. T.L. Hopper on <laughs> Raw in 94, 7, or 96 or 7, whatever it was. So. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then another follow-up. We spent a good chunk of last month's episode talking about Tracy the Undertaker's mistress, uh, his his affair that was uh, coerced by Paul Heyman yeah. to uh, corrupt him during this uh, rivalry. Uh, well, I just happened to stumble on Instagram, uh, somebody sharing some quotes from the new book by Brian Gewertz. You know, he's got a new book out talking about his run with the company, and he actually talked about this storyline in there. Um, really? Yeah. I, I've been meaning to pick up this book because... Uh, I think it'd be super interesting. I'm sure there's some great taker stories we could talk about in there. Uh, But I wanted to share this quote in there from that story. Uh, He writes, he's writing about this angle and how it coincided with the Katie Vick angle. Right. Uh, He says, uh, 
He was tasked with embedding a shocking soap opera style twist into The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar's feud. And so Heyman and Brock Lesnar introduced the world to Tracy, a woman who claimed to have had a three-month affair with The Undertaker while he was married. She slapped him and even called him Mark 18 years before doing that on TV was cool. The audience did not go for this one either, and it's mainly forgotten now. Having a character simulate sex with a corpse dressed in a cheerleader outfit tends to overshadow whatever other stories you have going on. By the time we got to the next pay-per-view, Vince was ready to move on to the next thing. Uh, Gerwert says he also pitched the idea of kicking off the No Mercy pay-per-view with a backstage segment with the Brothers of Destruction. To signal to the audience we had recognized the error of our ways and we're going to try to lighten up, I pitched a quick cold open where Undertaker is sitting down uh, looking forlorn in his locker room when he's joined by Kane. Kane takes a breath and simply says, so, how was your week? <laughs> so we have uh, Brian Gerwitz to credit for That's that uh, awesome. legendary moment. Oh, he's a genius then. That's great. Yeah. He, he's responsible for a lot of great Attitude Era moments, but sure. that is one I did not know. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I've been wanting to listen to that audio, but I don't know if it'll read well. So, I mean, it'll, it'll listen. I, I'm going to have to read it instead. You know, it tends like it's going to be awkward to listen to, but I might have to pick it up and read it. So. It's gotten some good reviews. I definitely want to check it out for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, once either of us do, I'm sure we'll uh, have some uh, Undertaker content to share on here as well. Um, speaking of Instagram, uh, did you happen to see The Undertaker and Michelle McCool uh, doing this viral uh, tortilla slap fight on Instagram? I did. And I had to go like, what was that? Because I take her slapping his wife in the face with a tortilla. <laughs> it's not something I had on my 2022 bingo card. So you, you, if you said told 2022 me, was crazy. I did. And it's getting crazier. Yeah. If, if you'd asked me in 2017, we began this in five years. Are you going to be talking about Undertaker slapping his wife in the face with tortilla? <laughs> I just thought you were talking about something awful. But no, it's legitimately what's happening. So on Instagram. And now uh, is this something that uh, your kids are into? I, I didn't know this was a trend. We've done it at church. We did same thing. We did it months ago at oh, church. Yeah? I mean, like I'm talking six, seven months ago at okay. church. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, with the youth group. So right. yeah, I, it's kind of up and down. I think. But yeah, it's, I think it's getting real big on TikTok and and Instagram. So. Did you compete? Oh, I have not competed. Anymore. Oh, okay. No, I have right. not. <laughs> Too bad. <But laughs> I would just slap him across the chest and go, woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. A tortilla just fake knife edge shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, some other news. Uh, I, I just, I, we don't always mention like all the Undertaker merchandise or memorabilia, but I did want to point this one out because, I, again, I just think uh, you never would have thought something like this, but it's pretty dang cool. Uh, Hallmark has released an official Undertaker ornament for uh, 2022 that you can get on their website and uh, uh, at the Hallmark stores and everything. So uh, there's actually two. There's one that's uh, available at Walmart that's a little bit cheaper and smaller, and then there's like a deluxe one that's on the Hallmark website. But, man, that's like a legit pop culture like milestone mm-hmm. to like have an official oh, yeah. Hallmark Christmas ornament. Yeah, not just not like just... a WWE one they sell in their exactly. shop. Exactly. One that's licensed through Hallmark. Well, that's pretty. That's a pretty big deal. I know it's not a big deal nowadays, man, but it is a big deal. You know, yeah. like it's like being on the cover of TV Guide was back in the day. Like it's hard to explain to somebody now how big of a deal that was. You know, or on the cover right. of Rolling Stone or something. Because now celebrities are everywhere. But like that's cool, man. That he has his own Hallmark license, like uh, ornament. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because you and I both have some that are just kind of like little weird ones, <laughs> like just right. ran- random yes. little ornaments and stuff. But this one's like legit. 
I apparently have too many because my wife wants me to get a second tree for my uh, tchotchke just ornaments. <laughs> Undertaker tree. Yeah, yeah, she, that's, what she, that's what she says. So we'll see about that. Uh, speaking Who's of down there, I, I might, I might. Yeah. Uh, speaking of holidays, I just want to remind everybody that uh, this this is coming out November first, uh, but it's still, you can still celebrate Halloween a, a day late. Uh, don't forget, don't sleep on Escape the Undertaker. Still available on Netflix. You know, it was yeah. it was the Halloween movie to see last year to oh, yeah. experience the uh, choose your own adventure thing. Of course, we had a big four way episode with uh, Randy Turco, St. Ridley, where we went through all the different options on there. But uh, check it out. I'm, I'm going to try to watch it again before Halloween because uh, I hadn't watched it since then, and it was just so much fun. I'm going to try to uh, try to uh, do the do the adventure again if I have some time here. So. It's good stuff. CYOA. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. Uh, And then finally, of course, Undertaker is continuing to do the One Dead Man show, taking it across the country to all the different pay-per-views that WWE is doing. I believe there's one booked for Survivor Series weekend coming up. Uh, Where is that at? That is in... Yep, I can also not remember. <laughs> but uh, I did find a recap online of the Extreme Rules Weekend One Dead Man Show from Philadelphia. Uh, this is coming from ProWrestling.net, and a reader named Felix Yellen sent it in there. If you're listening to Felix, uh, I'm stealing this off of their website. Uh, so there you go. But uh, yeah, it's cool to actually get some perspective. Of course, I shared what it was like at the very first one, uh, and there has not been a lot of content coming out about what it's been like to be at the other one. So it's cool to see this perspective on it. Uh, similar deal uh, set up with the uh, two chairs on stage, a uh, uh, couple of shot glasses of Jack Daniels on the stage, everybody having to have their phones locked up again. And uh, he kind of did a similar opening, it sounds like. Um, talked about... Uh, getting on social media and, and people saying their childhood was dead back then. Uh, tells a story about Paul, yeah. Paul Be- ribbon, Paul bearer. Uh, Cause Paul bear ribbed him with the cucumbers. So, you know, he drove around one time and made him pee his pants. Uh, he talked about Midian calling him whenever Midian gets high. Uh, but he also, he said, uh, the only two people who call me after 9 PM is Dennis Knight when he's high or Michael Hayes, when he's drunk calling him to come back for one more match. And uh, <laughs> apparently, That's probably not wrong. Apparently, Midian actually called him during the show, and Taker picked up and put him no on the microphone. Way. That's uh, amazing. Uh, Midian said that he got a present in the mail from uh, the Godfather uh, that he was ah. enjoying, and uh, <laughs> he uh, he also said Midian said that he was the only one out of the BSK to vote for Hillary and Biden. So <laughs> take that as you will. Said That's that I got loud, loudly booed, and Taker said, "Text just got canceled in Philadelphia." <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Someone, I guess they they did the fan Q and A again. So uh, someone asked about the craziest fan gift that Undertaker ever received, and he Ooh. he told a story about a crazy stalker girl in the mid '90s who gave him black roses and a perfume bottle filled with blood. Uh, Yikes. He said she inked his face on her Ooh. left breast and uh, continued to stalk him uh, uh, across the country, uh, tackled Paul Bear after jumping the barricade. And, uh, oh, my I word. Don't know whatever happened to her, but uh, she was trying Gee, to. Get... If you're listening, stop. She might be. <laughs> Who knows? 
I'm just kidding. No. Come on and tell us about it. Uh, please. <laughs> he said. No, we don't need to say anything, though. We're fine. <laughs> uh, he said his goal to keep kayfabe in public uh, stemmed from seeing uh, the man in black, Johnny Cash, one time wearing gray on an airplane. And he said that rocked his world to have that disconnect. Mm. He couldn't believe the man wow. in black was wearing gray. So that always stuck wow. in his mind and uh, made him decide to, you know, always be in black, always uh, you know, keep the gimmick alive. So wow. That was pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah. And Johnny Cash would do his theme song for WrestleMania 27. Yeah, I could go on to use that. Uh, and then this was kind of... Not on the Peacock, though. Not, no, can't find it on Peacock. <laughs> YouTube, though. Or in person, you know, when we were there. Yeah. Uh, told a story about partying with Paul Heyman in New York in 1989, uh, the night before his first meeting with Vince, and how he yeah. tore the butt out of his pants while they were at the club. And he sat at the club the whole time, hiding his predicament. And then none other than Ralph Lauren sat next to him in the club and offered him some uh, baby powder to loosen him up. <laughs> so, wow. again, take that for what you will. Uh, <laughs> never heard wow. that story before. <laughs> wow. Only in I've the 80s, man. I've, I've heard him talking about ripping his pants not yeah. before he met Vance, yeah. but I never heard the, the rest of that. <laughs> And then uh, we can use this to tie into what we're uh, doing here. He, he, someone asked him about AEW, and he said he wants AEW to succeed because competition is good and it makes things better. Uh, but he thinks AEW definitely needs to get its uh, bleep together and find a locker room leader. Uh, which, you know, this this took place like a month ago. So think about what was going right. on at AEW yeah. a month ago. I uh, hope they, but he does hope they continue to grow and wishes them uh, all the success in the world. So, uh, there you go, man. There's a little recap cool. and look again, all of these dead man shows are going to be a little bit different. So, uh, if you're at the one in uh, survivor series weekend, I think it's in Boston. I want to say, um, sure. Yeah. Tea potty. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hit us up, give us your feedback, give us a recap. Our, our DMS are open. We'd love to hear about all that, but, uh, man, that's all I got for Undertaker signs. You got any other, anything I missed? Something popped in my head as you were talking, and I said, forget that, and I forgot it. So I'll think about it in a minute. Fair <laughs> I enough. can't remember what it was. Oh, shoot. It was something we hadn't talked about. I was like, oh, I need to make sure I say that. Oh, well, it'll come back to me. Okay. All right. Or not. Or not. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> well, I do want to mention, you know, we're, we're talking about Undertaker through the Forbidden Door here. Before we get to, uh, you know, what, what we came here to do, uh, that these uh, this idea of Undertaker going through a Forbidden Door, working in other promotions, is not unheard of. This would not right. be the first time it's ever happened. And uh, we've talked about some of these on the show, but uh, made a um, non-extensive list. I, I may have missed a couple things, but I uh, wanted to mention a few of them here. Um, so back in 1992, in March of 92, the WWF had a working agreement with a company called SWS, Super World of Sports in Japan, and Undertaker worked a guy named Takashi Ishikawa. Not familiar with him, but uh, he uh, worked no. him, uh, and they did a whole series of shows with WWF guys working with Japanese guys. Uh, of course, we talked about that Japanese Royal Rumble. Uh, that was our first episode yeah. of 2022. Uh, and there was some uh, mixed promotion. I believe that was All Japan uh, who was with I that I think so, one. yeah. And Taker actually had a tag team match on that show as well. Teamed with uh, Tenru against Bam Bam Bigelow and Yokozuna. So uh, there's an example of that. Uh, he did some stuff in the States as well. 
Uh, we talked about this in our Hidden Gems episode, but he faced his future brother, uh, Unabom, mm-hmm. who would go on to become Kane in Smoky Mountain Wrestling in April of 1995. And then this one, man, this is like my dream episode, but the, the full match footage has never been found. It does not, apparently does not exist. Uh, full tape of it. That's one of those great lost wrestling tapes. Yeah. But The Undertaker and Tracy Smothers going up against New Jack and the Gangsters in Smoky yeah. Mountain Wrestling in 1995. And, uh, I bet that was lost. <laughs> there is a Confederate yeah. flag involved. Yeah. In yeah. The Gangsters, it's in Smoky Mountain Wrestling in the late 90s. Probably got canceled. That's yeah, my dream talking taker episode to yeah. unearth that from the archives. But uh, yeah, of course, there's a wow. very, uh, very famous match, uh, sort Tracy of. Tracy Smothers, <laughs> so good. Uh, a very famous match of Undertaker against Jinsei Shinsaki, aka Hakushi, uh, in 1997, October of 97, yeah. in Mishinoku Pro. Uh, in Japan, where Undertaker is managed by Bruce Pritchard, not Brother Love, but Bruce Pritchard, and it's just a spectacle of a match. He, he raises Hakushi from the dead. It's, just, it's a crazy match uh, to to watch. You can find it on YouTube pretty easily. Definitely recommend yeah. checking that out. And then this one, uh, it's it's borderline, but um, uh, Undertaker and Kane teamed up in 2001 to face Leviathan and DDP for OVW. OVW yeah. was, you know, sort of a developmental for WWE. I don't know if that's yeah. quite forbidden door, but it is him showing up in a different promotion. So that's always interesting. So uh, this is not an unheard of concept, Travis. Right. I know what I remember. I know what I, I know what I remembered. I remember right. what I was going to say. Let's take it uh, back. So it's a little bit uh, adjacent to this, but at Halloween Havoc, the NXT show just the ah, back, yes, uh, they had yes. a casket match. Uh, spin the wheel, make the deal. I had a casket match, Grayson Waller and Apollo Crews. And um, I was co- watched it with my buddies uh, live that night. And I was like, man, I don't know if I can remember a casket match in WWE that doesn't involve Taker or Kane. You know, we've covered a lot of them here. So I was like, man, it's just, it's funny to see now that, you know, their careers are, are over. It's funny to see them c- continue to carry on that tradition. So, and it was actually a fun match. So. But anyway, uh, yeah, we don't have to go through it, but it was just cool. I want to bring it up because yeah. Taker's signature, one of his signature matches is still alive and kicking on <laughs> Halloween Havoc in 2022. So that's awesome. And didn't Grayson Waller do a little uh, taunt? Undertaker oh, taunt Grayson in the Waller match? did multiple ones. He did the sit-up oh, and okay. uh, like laughed. And then but, and he set up and then Apollo set up, like kind of like Brock and Taker did at that time. They both had to look at each other. And then, yeah, Grayson Waller did uh, the tongue out and the throat slash and then went for a tombstone. Apollo reversed it and then hit something and hit a lung blower or something like that instead, but uh, didn't do a tombstone. But yeah, so there was little homages, little uh, mockery from Grayson Waller. Love that guy to uh, Taker during the match. So I, I appreciate that too. Yeah. Taker's gone. There's no payoff for that, but I love it. It's great. Nice, nice, nice. Well, there's no, there you're right. There's no payoff to that, but in this fantasy world, there could be a payoff to seeing uh, the Undertaker, Crossing through the forbidden door, taking on some of the greatest competitors outside of the WWE. So, uh, Travis, why don't you run down the parameters that you came up with for us to um, have a little framework to work through here with this idea? Yeah. So, uh, first of all, just like, you know, wanted to do something with forbidden door. So I just got this scenario in my head, like, okay, now Triple H is in charge. Things are a little different. You know, he's a little more NXT fan fan-friendly, kind of appeals to the hardcores, too. And just, you know, he's a little more giving than Vince was on this kind of stuff. No 
no disrespect to Vince, but I thought, okay, new new guys in charge, new management, maybe old TK and Triple H and Jado and Gato and whoever's running Impact and uh, EC3 from Control Your Narrative. Maybe they can all work together. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe they could work together and say, hey, look, I got this idea. We're going to bring Taker out in 2023. This is his – he's going to come out of retirement, you know, because he didn't get to have that last – you know, 2020 was his last – match but it was a two-weight cup you know i mean he had the match against aj but not in the ring you know so let's assume everything lines up triple h and tk are, are you know con is, is in with this everybody else is in with this we're gonna bring taker out let's give him against your best it's kind of a fan service match you know it's not maybe but it's, it's gonna be five pay-per-views we're gonna do royal rumble we're gonna do uh wrestlemania we're going to do the SummerSlam and then probably Crown Jewel is usually in between that and uh, the, then the end with the Survivor Series. So five matches, 2023. We'll assume Taker has been taking care of himself, wrestling in that ring. He's in shape. You know, he's not quite a cert because he's not doing it. Um, you know, just once a year. He's going to come out for five a year. He's ready to go. So just if all things align, what could we do? What could we work out between all the companies? Taker doesn't have to win all these. I don't care. But it's just what could we do? Who would we like to see? him come out of retirement for to have these five matches in this one year. You know, that was kind of what I presented to you. So here we go. Okay. So you and I are both going to book a fantasy five match year, 2023. Uh, these five shows, like you said, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, uh, SummerSlam, Crown Jewel, and Survivor Series. We're each going to book one match uh, each uh, for each of these shows. What? Who would we put the Undertaker up against? Uh, yeah. Against the Forbidden Door. So no, yeah. no WWE guys, no NXT no. guys nope. uh, are allowed here. So it can be anybody from any other company. And uh, like you said, we've done some other fantasy episodes, but those were kind of going through the past or. Um, you know, other things yeah, it like would be that. like you this know, Taker is... at his prime versus this guy. This right. is legit 2023 Taker this is 2023 versus Taker. this guy in so 2023. You, you got to take that, both of those things into consideration. Yes. Uh, but like you said, Taker's been off for, it'll be three years uh, mm-hmm. at that point in 2023, which is hard to believe. Undertaker has not wrestled a match in almost three years. That's yeah, crazy. crazy. So so we're, we're assuming all the injuries are healed up. He's been in the gym. You know, he's still mid-50s, but, you know, so is Sting. <laughs> and when we see Sting out there. He's in his 60s, yeah. Put, putting on some shows. Uh, well, Austin came back after 19 matches. years. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're talking a dream scenario. Everything goes well. Uh, he stays healthy, uh, and he's in the best shape he can be for the current age he's at. What sort of matches could work in that realm, in that scenario? So, yeah, uh, Travis? This is your idea, uh, your, your brainchild. So why don't you uh, lead us off and tell us how you would start the year of the Forbidden Door with The Undertaker. What would his Royal Rumble 2023 match look like? 2023 Royal Rumble, I've got Taker coming out of retirement, started off hot with the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. Oh, okay. Because, okay. again, let's think about Taker and Sean, Taker and Brett, Taker and... Uh, AJ, you know, if they'd have had an actual proper in-ring match, um, just what it could have been, you know. And so Kenny Omega, he's never got to shine. He's in AEW, and no disrespect, but it's not the WWE. So getting him on that show too, big bigger spotlight on him. It'll help his career too. But like, so have Kenny Omega and Taker. And I just think back to like Royal Rumble was it '96 when Sean and I uh, know Brett and and him uh, was that Brett and and Taker. 
Anyway, one Royal Rumble match. Yeah, ninety six. Yeah, yeah ninety six. Yep. It's just a great, it's a great wrestling match, and I could think, you know, Kenny could go and wrestle with Taker, and he'd be able to uh, just make him shine. You know, he'd bump and bump and feed like he needs to to just get Taker. The first match be just blow the roof off the place. I like that idea, man. It helps knock get, the forbidden door off the hinges. That's, that's right. Cool. Get Sonny Jaker's confidence up. You know, it builds yeah. up uh, this whole idea of what can be possible here, and man. It seemed like it would probably be impossible a few years ago because Kenny was like one of the EVPs, the guy who started mm-hmm. AEW. Now, it who doesn't knows? seem that strange that he could show yeah. up in WWE. And I honestly think it could be possibly a good career move for him. Like, yeah. I, not him under Vince, but him under Triple H. I mm-hmm. think Triple H would get Kenny Omega and could use him really, really yeah. well in Just WWE. Just like when AJ came in. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. Triple H's doing, bringing He's a AJ guy who in. could shine and who could do all the character stuff, not just mm-hmm. the ring stuff. So it'd be yep. fun to see those, uh, some promo battles. Um, yeah. See what kind of entrance Kenny Omega would come up with. Yeah, He's the always entrance got would be great together. Something big up his sleeve. Okay. All right. I'm into that. I also want to start off the year hot, um, coming in to the Royal Rumble, my fantasy year. Here, so I'm also gonna go with one of AEW's biggest stars, a guy who's been there since day one, and uh, this was one I wasn't gonna go with originally, but I just kept going back to it because uh, I think um, the promos alone could be just incredible, and uh, this is a guy who could stand up to the Undertaker, who would not back down from him. Um, in his promos, but then, you know, could, what could also show a little bit of that fear and a little bit of that cowardice too, when it came down to it. Uh, I think it's a rivalry that could remind me a bit of CM Punk and Undertakers from 2013. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about uh, probably the hottest guy in wrestling right now, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. I'd book him against the Undertaker to start off the Royal Rumble. Uh, I, you know, for all the reasons I just said. Second of all, how did I become a wrestling fan? Um, I just grew up loving it. And what it occurred was, is I was at a house party at my uncle's house, my uncle Alan, and he had wrestling playing on the TV. Um, I believe it was a Friday night. It'd be SmackDown. And I was enamored by it. But I didn't get to really sit down and watch a match in full because I was so... Uh, at the time, I was so young. Mm-hmm. You know, I was four and a half, five. I was so just gum-smacked by how larger than life these individuals were. So I went home and I immediately told my dad to take me to Hollywood Videos, uh, Hollywood Video in plain view, um, which does not exist anymore, nor mm-hmm. does any Hollywood video. Thanks, Netflix. Uh, <laughs> I, it. I found uh, a wrestling DVD, um, and in front of it was this guy that looked like a zombie. Um, I didn't know at the time it was The Undertaker. I flipped the disc, and it said, Hell in the Cell match, Undertaker vs. Mankind. Wow. So the first match I watched in full was The Undertaker vs. Mankind. And I thought to myself, first of all, there's no way I would have let that schmuck throw me off the top of the game. <laughs> so immediately, at five years old, I'm going, I could beat this guy. And that's what I knew. That is what I knew. Yeah, no, that would be great. I actually don't have him on my list at all, but okay. Uh, okay. I did. I did expect him to come up today. So yeah, I think that's cool. I, yeah, the promos himself 
would be great. You know, Max is cuts like a knife, man. <laughs> just yeah, exactly. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun to see the things he'd say, and then Taker's got to go over on him in that match again. Kenny, yes. Taker, I don't know. I don't know who goes over. It doesn't matter to me. Or, but uh, that match, MJF's going to get his butt hand to him at the end of it. He can play the coward heel, but he can still wrestle. He's a great character. You don't have to have. You don't have to go in there like a Kenny Omega and put on a great match with Taker. You can do great character work, and uh, MJF's got that in the bag. So that's awesome. That's a feud I'd like to see, you know, go on. Like if we were, if we weren't booking, you know, trying to have five different yeah. matches here. <laughs> that's one you could do for four or five pay-per-views, oh, yeah. like an edge yeah. or, or a Randy mm-hmm. Orton or, or something like that, because you know, yeah, you could give him a couple of wins there yeah. and build him up and then get that, just that comeuppance, that sweet comeuppance that he deserves. Um, Cause I mean, nobody plays a heel like him uh, today. Yeah. So yeah, a true, true heel. Um, yeah. So man, that's why I put that on my list. Um, that's my, that's my number one. Yeah, that's good. That's Royal rumble. All right. Moving on to WrestleMania, I guess WrestleMania yeah. 20 Philadelphia, WrestleMania Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, I guess. Is that where it is? Or is it? No, it's in SoFi. It's in SoFi. Yeah, it's uh, Hollywood. LA. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the yeah. next year is, is filled in. So, yeah, WrestleMania Hollywood. Again, WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Uh, take it back to a guy who is just – shouldn't be doing what he's doing right now. And he is just incredible. And this is a match we never got and we should have gotten. And that's WrestleMania Undertaker versus Sting. Ooh. I want to see it. But Sting is in his 60s. Taker's in his 50s. That's right. This is a no, D, no DQ match. Like, like Taker and Triple H. So they can bring all the bells and whistles out jump to a table, not worry about count outs, you know, kind of like Triple H and, uh, and and Taker have had, you know, the last few times they had those matches together. So just not worry about it. It's a straight wrestling match. I don't want to see these two guys go, you know, wrist lock for wrist lock in the ring. I want to see the buildup, the character work, the promos, the video packages, the history of both of them, their rises in the alternate companies, you know, versus now in AEW, you know, but just Sting is just, he's doing amazing things right now at his age and it's crazy he's doing them consistently and watching taker sit up and watching sting you know not no sell the chops or and be just like that it's just it's so cool and it'd be so great in front of that giant stadium you know everyone wanted to see sting and the undertaker because you have these two characters that are so strong and so defined Nobody thought Sting would ever go to WWE. Nobody thought The Undertaker would ever go to WCW. That's the mega match that never happened to truly determine where WWE and WCW lie in terms of brand supremacy in the Attitude Era. In the early 90s, Sting was one of my favorites. He had the uh, the bleach blonde hair. He had the colorful outfits. And then he went to the dark side. He started painting his face black and white spent a year up in the rafters in WCW. Sting versus Undertaker. I'm 33 years into this career. I would have loved to have seen that match. You would want to build to a trilogy. The first one could be the biggest match of the year. And the third one could be the following year's biggest match. It would have been a lot of fun. These two guys don't have to do a lot of moves or take no. a lot of bumps to get that crowd over. Think um, Rock Hogan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and especially with a two night WrestleMania, I mean that that yeah. could that could main event. That could main event night one, one night, you know, for yeah. sure, for sure. Because um, it's it's the match. 
we, we've talked about it you know, so many times on here. It's it's the match everyone always craved, always wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone except for Randy Turco. He always says he's the one who didn't really care about that match. But um, especially now, like at their ages, you know, after all they've been through in the business, it's not just WWE versus WCW no. uh, anymore. You know, it's just two um, iconic guys and legends um, giving yeah. it all. Uh, it could be Sting's farewell yeah he could he could could win it yeah yeah you know he could lose and just leave his boots in the ring you know yeah take your pick either way um it could be really 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 special and that match i think that deserves wrestlemania right there that you know i kind of wanted to finish the year off with that because that's my ultimate dream but i was like no 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 that's a that's the mania match for this year and that's that's gotta be yeah well um I appreciate that, and and I love that. Uh, I went a little different direction with with how I thought about WrestleMania, Um, because Undertaker's had, I mean, he's done it all at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's faced all the legends. You know, your Giant Gonzalez, King Kong, Big Show, uh, A Train, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, (laughs) uh, uh, um, CM Punk, um, Roman Reigns. Uh, Randy Orton, Ric Flair, all of them, Batista, um, you know what I mean. Uh, He's won titles at WrestleMania, had casket matches, Hell in a Cell matches, Edge, Edge, sure. Um, One thing he never did at WrestleMania, and it's the one thing that that disappoints me, not so much guys he faced at WrestleMania, but I always thought it would have been really, really cool, and I'm shocked it never happened, that we never got a Brothers of Destruction tag team match at WrestleMania. So with the forbidden door open, I'm going to make that happen at WrestleMania. Yes. I love it. So I'm not necessarily thinking of this as a main event match like you are, uh, but it's still a big match. It's still a WrestleMania match, match, still a marquee match. We're still getting Undertaker at WrestleMania, Uh, but uh, Undertaker and King. So he's going to bring his brother back as well. Uh, We're going to finally get the brothers of destruction at WrestleMania. And uh, this is a match I, you may not expect. I don't know if everybody would expect, but if you're going to do a t- the Brothers of Destruction a tag team match at WrestleMania, I want it to be against the best tag team in the world. I want it to be against FTR at WrestleMania, against the Brothers of Destruction. And you might think, okay, Kane and Undertaker, they're going to dwarf over Dax Harwood and, and Cash Wheeler. I don't care. Those guys will make it work. Yeah. And, oh. and in my fantasy universe, Undertaker and Kane are going to sell for them. And those two guys are going to pull an epic match out of Undertaker oh, yeah. and, and Kane as well. So that may sound like it's coming out of left field, but uh, I, I want to see the best tag team in the world. I love every time those guys are in the ring yep. uh, against whoever. Uh, let's. I want them to pull a great match on Undertaker and Kane. It'd be like two wrestling two Bret Hart's man. Like they they like he never had a bad match with Bret, and like there's two of them right there. And I'm not saying they're the same as Bret, but like they think that way when they're putting a match together, you know. And they're a perfect tag team. They know tag team wrestling better than almost anybody on the planet. They're great at it, and yeah, they would make it old school. Get the heat, cut the ring in half, it, and they'd bump and sell. it'd be awesome, dude. And you know what's really funny about this selection? When I had Sting as my Survivor Series match, I had that as my WrestleMania match. You're kidding the same me. thing. You, I'm not kidding. No way. And, but then once I moved Sting up there, I scratched the, I scratched him off my whole list. So, oh, uh, that was what yeah, I was so really I proud of. I didn't think you'd, you'd get I it. I had that same exact match That's on. Awesome. I was like, I, I was like, I want to get, a, yeah, Bros. Destruction <laughs> at WrestleMania. We, I, I, it's so funny when you said that. 
That's awesome, man. I'm I shocked. love that. Okay. I love right. that. All That's right. great. Of course, uh, I can say that now. You don't see my lip, but I'm saying, like, no, I really did. Like, it was, I, I yeah, it was, it was very funny. So. That's a great uh, call, man. I love that. Okay. Funny, funny. Um, all right. Let's go to the SummerSlam. All right. The SummerSlam. Mr. The SummerSlam. I got this match. These guys were in a six-man tag together on SmackDown. Never got a proper feud. Okay. Uh, and this guy is the best in-ring talent that has walked the planet in a long time. And it's Brian Danielson. I know. Who's WWE guy? No, he's not. He's Brian Danielson now. This is not the same Daniel Bryan that was the yes guy, the gimmicky. This is the dude that's headhunting. He's a babyface or a heel. He doesn't matter. He can headhunt you, cut you in half, break you down. And just the wrestling match, you were gonna, it's going to be like Angle and and Taker at No no Way Out 06. You know? like, it's going to be like that. Or him and Sean. Or him and Brett. I keep, I keep bringing Brett Hart's name. But like, just watching. Think about uh, Dan Bryan and, and Brock. It was phenomenal phenomenal and this would be very similar like daniel bryan is better than kenny omega the best bout machine but daniel bryan is the best in-ring performer right now in aw for sure and just having him get to have a signature SummerSlam match because he you know he left WWE as the main eventing wrestlemania which is awesome but uh just have one more signature match at the second biggest show of the year against the dead man they never got a proper feud they never got to be opponents they just got to tag you know on tv so I think that would be phenomenal. And top it all off, I'm going submission match. Hell's oh. Gate versus the LaBelle Lock. Now that's a twist, right? Because, there. yeah, that's my twist. Because I didn't want to be just straight up. Because, again, straight up, you know, Taker is probably going to just crush Brian Danielson. But add the twist in there. You know, yeah. the promos leading up to it, Brian Danielson, like, I know I can beat you. I know I can beat you. You know, just he can be the heel, Brian Danielson, because he's great at it. And just, you know, I want to challenge your, your Hell's Gate against my LaBelle. And just, it'd be great watching them go back and forth and chain wrestle. Be awesome. So yeah, submissions match at the SummerSlam. That that sold me on it right there. Like I I knew it'd be a great match, Taker and Daniel Bryan. I mean Brian Danielson. Excuse me. We're talking Brian Danielson. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, that'd be a fantastic match. He could have a good match uh with literally anybody. Um yeah. but to make it a submission match to give him that edge to yeah. to to let you think, okay, he he really does have a chance here. Is he going to make the old man Taker tap out? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Knowing Taker can't just rely on a power move on, exactly. on Stone or last ride it or something itself, like man. that. He's got to figure out a way to lock in the submission. And, and we know mm -hmm. Brian Danielson's the submission specialist and all that. That really takes it over the top, gives it a new, new layer right there. Uh, very good thinking. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something uh, to give Danielson a chance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, my SummerSlam match for the 2023 Undertaker Forbidden Door is uh, another one. Might be a little quirky. It might be a little weird. Um, we've we've really fixated on AEW here. I, I wanted to get a little bit uh, of uh, New Japan here uh, in my list. I don't follow New Japan a ton, to, to be honest. I'm not familiar with a lot of guys uh, from Japan. Um, but this guy, uh, I have just... He, he blows me away every time I see him in the ring. Uh, I love his uh, storytelling. I love his character work. Um, he we, We've seen him in AEW uh, once or twice. Um, and he's a guy who is a bit older. And I, I think that would play off against Undertaker very well. Uh, and could just 
you know, uh, probably wouldn't have many promos, but I, I think just like some <laughs> facial expressions yeah. and things against each other across the ring. I'm talking about the murder grandpa, Minoru Suzuki against oh. the undertaker <laughs> at the SummerSlam. Um, may not, may, might oh. only be, you know, maybe like 12 minutes or something. Undertaker's going over. Uh, but that's all right, man. The, not every match that has to be a barn buster or a no. barn burner. But man, I would just, I just, oh, I need to see those two guys uh, against each yes. other. It would make my life complete. Oh, that's awesome. I I love that idea. I thought you're going. <laughs> I thought you're going with somebody else, but I love that idea even more than what I thought you're going with. So that's awesome. Yeah, murder grandpa, just laying it and take it. Not you know. Taking his stiffest shot, taking his suit bone, just, exactly. just yelling back yes. at him, and yeah, just that'd be great. And Taker yelling back at him, just because you know Taker can do that. So yeah, that'd be fun to see. Suzuki giving yeah. him some chops and Undertaker yeah. like, having to like you know shake yeah. that off and yeah. try to sell that. Like, come on, oh, that'd be fun. A little be strong, fun. little strong style, right? Yeah, there it could be. Me. Yeah, eight, ten, twelve minutes. It's no, not be, gonna be long. No, just uh, but that'd be fun, man. That'd be real fun. You know, yeah, uh, if, awesome. if we're gonna do Forbidden Door, let's let's do it all the way. Let's let's get yeah. some uh, something wild and bizarre like you never see out there. So uh, yeah, that's my real wild card is that SummerSlam match. There you go. Well, hey, well, speaking of New Japan, that's what my uh, call is for the Crown Jewel. Okay. So right. again, so I, and I thought about this specifically because I was focusing a lot on AEW. I didn't intend to. Um, there's some guys we'll talk about after we're done with this. The guys I left off, but um, anyway, from other promotions and whatnot. But this guy. Um, I thought Crown Jewel is usually like just a glorified house show, not worried about – it is about this. It is about spectacle. You know, you got Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley coming up in Crown Jewel. Brock Lesnar just came out of nowhere to come back to have this match. Like they just do – Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> but it does make sense because it's just glorified bought house show, you know? So, like yeah, – yeah. and, I'm, and I'm fine with those. I'm fine with that because it is what it is. But, like – so this one I thought – I'm going to throw New Japan in there. Um Put this guy on a pedestal, put this guy on a global stage in a different country. And this is a guy who has been carrying the flag for New Japan for a long time. Big guy, you know, and that's uh, Okada. I thought Okada yeah. versus Taker yeah. would be fun. Uh, he's a big dude that can that can hang with Taker, and he's good. And I think he's great at selling and storytelling in the ring. So that will be fun just to see, again, not necessarily promos or whatnot, but you don't need much for Crown Jewel. So that's kind of why I pigeonholed that one into Crown Jewel just because not worried about the buildup as much as I am just saying, Hey, this is for the pants. So, yeah. I mean, that's another guy that, uh, you know, the I, pageantry I was, too, like think about yeah. him coming out and all, all the, you know, the money falling all like that entrance with, and crown jewel entrances, all those Saudi entrances are always great. You know, so seeing that versus takers would be a, a really big spectacle. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. Um, uh, another guy I haven't seen a ton of, but I have seen some of, and I think that's a guy who could hold his own in the, yeah. in the ring with Undertaker. Uh, I think he's he's known to do a tombstone uh, yeah. in his yeah. matches he as does. well. Yeah. So uh, that that's would be fun would like to, see too. to see a, a battle of the tombstones in there. Um, and a guy who's like, you know, he's the legit, I don't, is he the champion in New Japan? I know he has been the champion. Uh, I have no idea. Previously, honestly. <laughs> but like, I mean, he's a guy who's a top guy there um and so you're bringing him in against yeah, the undertaker the, he's their john cena i mean after yeah, tanahashi why he point. is he yeah. was if you know if if tanahashi was hulk hogan mm. okada is john cena there you i go. mean so he's the guy you know so to put him against the icon of the undertaker yeah i mean it makes all the sense in the world yeah it's like we finally got to see cena you got to see you were there you're seeing cena and taker you know at, at wrestlemania 34 wherever it was 
Yeah, 34. Yeah. Anyway, right. what's your crown? Good choice. Good choice. All right. Mine is going to be similar to your SummerSlam. So it's, uh, you might consider okay. him a WWE guy. But uh, this is another guy who's been with AEW since day one. And he's a guy who I think has legitimately defined AEW. And uh, I, I was going kind of back and forth on this, but I went with it because um, this is a guy who never faced Undertaker in a one-on-one match on pay-per-view. Uh, that's one of the great missed opportunities of their career together. And it was actually supposed to happen at a Saudi yeah. show for, uh, but, yeah. for a hot minute, uh, <laughs> but minute. it changed it. Uh, I'm talking about uh, the pain maker, uh, Chris Jericho. Finally, after 10 years, this is what the WWE Universe has been waiting for. Two of the biggest stars in WWE history, Chris Jericho and The Undertaker, face to face. The best in the world, and the phenom. But what exactly is a phenom, Undertaker? Webster's Dictionary defines phenomenon as an exceptional, unusual, abnormal person. But wouldn't you agree that that describes me a lot more than it describes you? I think at this point, Chris Jericho is the true phenom of the WWE. I I, I want to see 2023 Chris Jericho against the Undertaker because I mean we said we said it many times like if we were to ever do a similar podcast we could legitimately do it on mm-hmm. Chris Jericho he's had yeah. so many different layers to his career and he's had like three or four different ones just in the past few years in <laughs> yeah. AEW uh, he just continues to reinvent himself redefine himself like continues to be awesome in the ring. Uh, you know, he can do the, the Judas entrance, um, you know, he can have the, the face paint and everything. And, you know, he is a bit older now. He's in his 50s now. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I do think we need to give this a little bit of a gimmick to it, um, even though these guys, you know, c- could have a great match in their sleep. Uh, so we're going to go big here at Crown Jewel. We're going to do this a buried alive match between Chris Ooh. Jericho and Ooh. the Undertaker. No DQ, like no count out, no rules. Um, so they, they can have all the gimmicks they need. Yeah. And then finally one of them is going to be buried alive. Uh, Undertaker and Chris Jericho, but it's the AEW version yeah. of Chris Jericho, not Y2J. No. No list. Uh, you know, no scarfs, nothing like that. We're talking yeah. the AEW, Chris Jericho, the grizzled old vet uh, against Undertaker. Man, I just think that could be some really cool promos and really cool storytelling between oh, those promos. two guys. Yeah, yeah and I, I love that you had that. I hoped you had because I have him written down, but I don't have him on my list. He's okay. not my Survivor Series opponent, but uh, I'm glad you brought that because it was very difficult not to put Chris Jericho on my list because, yeah, we never got that one-on-one pay-per-view match they should have had. It doesn't make any sense. The same company for 10 years and, or 15 years, whatever it was, and never had that. So, yeah, that's crazy. I would love that. The promos themselves would be awesome. And I'm glad you gave it a gimmick, too, because, yeah, like you're right, they might need that, and they can do a lot of fun stuff. We know Jericho can do fun stuff with gimmicks. because Oh, that's what he's done in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for it's sure. great, so. Did a but, match yeah, with uh, Orange Juice. <laughs> He did, yeah. <laughs> or, uh, he did. Mimosa, Mimosa Madness, Mimosa. or whatever. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. So, 
Yeah. And they could bring up how they were supposed to wrestle in Saudi. Yeah, it's it's sure. going to be fun. There's, there's so much you could do there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Well, finishing off 2023 with the Survivor Let's Series. Do it. This is okay. the one. And uh, I wonder if this is yours, too. But anyway, this it's is not. a guy. I guarantee you it's not. Okay. All right. 100%. Well, this one was the first guy who I was like, this has to be it. This He's got to be on this list. Um, just because, and this is Darby Allen, okay. uh, Darby Allen at the survivor series where taker started, this could be where taker ends permanently. I don't know, but Darby Allen, think about it. He's like a little Jeff Hardy, uh, Jeff and taker, whether it was a regular match or the, obviously their bladder match phenomenal together, just great chemistry. Darby can just take a beating like nobody and just keep getting up. Cause he, you know, he's insane. Like he's certifiably insane. He'll jump off anything. I paint my face because 50% of me is dead inside. The trust for humans, the respect for humans, it's dead. That's why I paint my face like I do. It's not a gimmick. It's not for ha ha, look at me, I'm a bad mother. It's how I feel. See, I got relentless tattooed on the back of my neck last week. It means never stop. Keep moving forward. You know, I get severely, severely depressed if I'm not doing something, if I'm not moving. And it just, it's a drive, it's a hunger, it's a want. I want to be better than you were yesterday. Be all that you can be. Don't settle for others' expectations of you, others' labels of you. Be what you knew you could be. I would do these crazy stunts, sometimes by myself. I would set up a tripod and I'd jump off a huge sculpture and no one was around and I'd break my foot and have to sit on my skateboard and push my way home for five miles. And that's just, I felt... I wanted an audience to experience my pain. I wanted an audience to see what I would go through and what I'm willing to put myself through. And with skating, I couldn't tell my story in the way I wanted to tell it. The wrestling gave me that outlet, and I never looked back. But to give this match what it really needs put over top, this is a casket match. It's got to be. Got to be. Darby's bringing his casket. Taker's bringing his. You do the coffin drop. Oh, you go through it, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dueling casket. So, you know, just I think that'd be really cool. And I think what a great way to end Taker's Forbidden Door year than to give this little guy the win. Like, I haven't cared about oh. who wins all these, but this one I'm going to say, like, think, give Darby the win. He puts Taker in a casket, and that's the end of Taker's career. Darby Allen gets to close it off what a rub for darby and what a fitting way to bury taker at the place he debuted in his signature match so and you you already had taker against sting at wrestlemania so you got that connection exactly you know sting's been darby allen's mentor uh throughout that aew yeah maybe taker beats sting at mania and this is darby wants to come and get come up and say i want to be the one to end you since you ended sting i'll be the one to end you doesn't have to be a heel just matter of fact right. you know, so. yeah man yeah. That, that makes perfect sense you know the the uh, darby has carried on that casket match legacy mm-hmm. in aew so uh i think that's a perfect fitting ending full circle there for your uh uh 
Forbidden Door year. Um, well, I said 100%. Well, I'm interested. You said you don't have, not the same one. So. Um, I guess I was like 25% wrong because I, I, I have a multi-man match here for the okay. Survivor Series. Uh, okay. It is Survivor Series, so I wanted to keep a little uh, classic Survivor Series in here. Ooh, nice. But it's not totally classic Survivor Series, uh, so it's a six-man tag. Um, okay. I, I thought about making it eight-man or ten-man, but I just I, I like the six-man. Uh, I, I think adding other people would, would muddy it up a little bit. So uh, is it regular six-man or elimination uh, Survivor Series rules? It's elimination. Okay. And uh, there's another stipulation I'm going to get to in a minute once okay. I explain right. everybody who's in it here. Right. So we're going out with a bang. Survivor Series. Right. Um, this could be the end of The Undertaker's career. Full circle. Debuted Survivor Series 1990. Survivor Series 2023. This could be it right here. So um, Undertaker's going to team up with his brother Kane. And, uh, <clears throat> well, let, let me tell you the opponents first. Um, so we've got a man you mentioned earlier. We've got Sting on one side of the ring. Okay. Of course, he's going to have Darby Allen as his partner right. as well. And they're going to be joined by a uh, person who uh, I think uh, is just another, just a, a crime that we never got him in the ring against The Undertaker. Uh, a Japanese legend and somebody who recently showed up on AEW to join up with Sting and Darby Allen, the great Muta. Nice. Teaming up I love that. Those three guys. And they're going to be facing off against Undertaker. Of course, he's going to his brother Kane there with him. Uh, so Sting and Muta, the legends. Undertaker and Kane, the legends. You got Darby Allen, uh, the youngster there, the next generation. Who are Undertaker and Kane going to go to for the next generation on their team? They're going to go with the Sundertaker. <laughs> Bray Wyatt. They're going to bring Bray Wyatt into the fold, the darkness of Bray Wyatt. Six-man elimination, and we're just going to throw it all out the window. This is going to be an elimination casket match as well. Oh. (laughs) We have six caskets out there. (laughs) No holes barred. Everything, just (laughs) all the gimmicks out there. Uh, Just... (laughs) Elimination casket. Elimination casket match. I don't even know how that works. We'll figure it out. We'll call it the ring. So we both had a casket, both had Darby, but we did yours was wild. That's I love a little it. bit different. Wild. Um, yeah. That's wild. And it is a passing of the torch thing too, because I won mm-hmm. similarly. Uh, I don't know who wins, but uh, you know, I'd like Bray and Darby kind of there at the end, you know, for the next generation um, of these sort of dark, mysterious gimmicks uh, to, to go on there. And I'd love to have Taker have that interaction with Darby uh, along with you know, yeah. Sting and Muda who, you know, maybe they couldn't really carry a full one-on-one yeah. match uh, at, at this point in time. But a six-man tag with some gimmicks, with some with the casket, chairs, ladder, Fun. blood, yeah. whatever you want to do, tables. Um, I think you could make this work. And so I'm oh, going yeah. out with a bang. I'm blowing up the forbidden door <laughs> with a uh, six-man elimination <laughs> casket match. Brothers of Destruction and Bray Wyatt against Sting, Darby Allen, Great Moon. And since you feel so free to just throw out all kinds of false accusation toward Darby and myself. I want to tell you my feelings are hurt by that. You you called us hoodlums. I mean, hoodlums? I'm Darby, a hoodlum, me, a... a <sighs> okay, Darby, 
He is a hoodlum. Darby, you are a hoodlum. You see in the streets, it doesn't matter if you play clean or dirty. It's all about survival. I am a hoodlum. No different than you. Is the casket six deep or three deep? You guys no, it's just three. a ring surrounded by caskets. <laughs> the ring of casket match. I love it. I love it. I love that, man. That's a great idea. It's a great idea. That's phenomenal. What a way to go out with a bang. So. I told well, you you didn't fun. have that one. No, you were right. I didn't. But you had multi-man. You know, I, I thought about multi-man matches, and I just I just chose to stick with the, the singles, just, let, just highlight Taker. But I do love that. You know, that lets him not uh, – Let's bring other people into the fold, and uh, he doesn't have to carry so much himself. <laughs> so I like that. That's fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Good time. Good time. Oh, wow, that well, was who, a blast. Yeah. Who are some guys that you kind of wanted to put or couldn't fit in or, or, you know, had on your list that you, you know, maybe struggled putting on there or taking yeah. off? You know, you wanted you wanted to do five matches here, so it was tough to kind of narrow that down. Yeah, you mentioned a sucked. few. You know, Okada was certainly near the top of my list. Um, it just didn't make the cut for me. Uh, man, this may sound silly, and uh, I, you may disagree because I, I think he's a uh, a uh, particular taste. Uh, you know, some people don't quite like him, but I just think it. W- and, and I didn't put it because I don't know if I want to see it on pay per view. This might be like a SmackDown match or something. I'd love to see Undertaker and Orange Cassidy in the <laughs> ring. I'd love to see him no sell the Undertaker <laughs> and see how the Undertaker would react to that. Like I said, His don't know if it kicks. quite makes the, my top five pay-per-view, yeah. but man, no. you, you talk about like a five-minute TV match, I would kill to see that. Now, if we're going to do that old podcast and be like, you know, let's go Biker Taker versus Orange Cassidy. Oh, that, 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 that for would sure. Be fun. That would be fun. But yeah. I think, but yeah, I thought about him too, but I was like, man, Taker's got five matches left. I can't waste one on yeah. Orange Cassidy. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Same That's deal fun. with like Dan Housen. Like, <laughs> that could oh, be a fun yeah. TV match. I can't with that guy. <laughs> Sorry. I can't get on the Dan Housen train. Uh, legitimately, though, uh, some AEW guys, um, Hangman, uh, I think, much like you said, like a Bret Hart uh, match or uh, you know, something like that. Uh, I think him against Undertaker would be pretty sick. Uh, would really elevate uh, Hangman. Wardlow, same way. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Undertaker just having a brawl. <laughs> just uh, the promo. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> just for the promos alone. <laughs> and then uh, something with the death triangle with Pac and uh, Penta. Uh, and you can uh, do your... your- six man at the end there but yeah, basically the same thing but, but with those guys um yeah be, uh, it would be really fun too yeah what that's about cool you? man what about who didn't uh, make the cut for you um only two that didn't really make the cut well three uh i had i just i love adam cole and i don't know if he's gonna get i don't know what his injuries are or whatever but like but then i got to thinking like i can't he's just so small and i know darby's smaller True. But yeah, that's right. a gimmick match with, and there's the built-in story there from the casket and stuff. But like, I couldn't justify like, how am I going to be like Adam Cole 
you know, but like, I just, I would love, I just would love to Adam Cole and get in the ring with Taker because he's like a little a smaller Shawn Michaels. I just, I love Adam Cole. But anyway, yeah. I, just, I scratched him off. Uh, and then the man who is just Mr. AW, that's not Jericho, is, is Moxley. Dude, Moxley mm-hmm. is great. I want to see this version of Moxley. Moxley, it's, it'd be like Taker and, and Austin. You know, it's just Mox is a brawler now and he can wrestle like a like a ringmaster type Austin can. But Mox has got his character honed in. It'd be fun. It'd be great to see him and and take her. But again, I just was like, well, I don't know. Didn't want to put it up there. It's been because we, we, we because also sometimes Mox doesn't shine in those big matches like that. You know, he does more now, but I don't know about WWE. But um, it's just, you know, him and Brock was a. Right. I don't know what that was. And you know, I love that he was champion in 2016, but his title run didn't do much. You know, it's just, it's something about him in WWE. But again, this would be AW Mox, but he's great. That's and, one uh, I that, thought I, you I, were going to have on there. I, th- I, yeah. I think that Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson spot, I thought yeah. it was going to be Mox. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'd like and to And then one that. more is just one, just because I'm a, I love this guy. And he's recently returned to Impact Wrestling. And he is one of my favorites ever. On the planet, and that's Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> no, <laughs> but Bully Ray, Tommy, and Rhino all came back in the same night. They and did. Like, no last favorite. Yeah, and so just I, I had Rhino did the fist down, bump like, with uh, Johnny Sweeter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. They were like, I think he used to work there, but uh, I just love Rhino. But then I was like, man, I can't waste uh, to have Taker's last year on a Rhino man. Hey, but like, it's your list. Uh, I love Rhino. I love him so. I I, I think that. He looks the same. He's a little, little, little heavier, but yeah, thicker, he looks, but, uh... he looks the same. But yeah, I mean, but like again, we've talked endlessly about Rhino on here. I love him, and uh, I think that it's a crime that in twenty two thousand one we didn't get a program between them. Yeah. Two thousand one or two, just dead. I mean, they were in the invasion match together, yes, and they did some stuff. But like Rhino should have been more of a main eventer um, during the invasion, but he wasn't. But anyway, so yeah, I just that's my boy Rhino. I like it. <laughs> Pull in there. <laughs> yeah, could have done a t- if we had some TV matches. I, I think a Taker Rhino yeah. TV main event. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also contemplated uh, just for the spectacle of it. I'm not a huge fan, but uh, just the spectacle alone. Taker and uh, Nick Gage. <laughs> Put oh. them on it's not my I jam, but uh, you know, yeah. he certainly uh, has made a uh, made a path for himself in, in the wrestling world. And uh, I don't think him and Undertaker would quite click, but it's somebody that ran through. No, it would be if that guy could get his crap together and do the right thing. I think it would be fun. But yeah, I wouldn't. You know, here's my take on that guy. I don't know. I just. When I saw him on AEW, I'd seen some stuff in CZW. When he actually got on the bright lights of AEW, he just, to me, he fumbled the ball, man. I just, he just, as soon as he walked out, I was like, oop, he fumbled yeah. immediately. And I was yeah. just like, dang, dude. I was hoping, I, I don't mean that in a negative way. I was hoping better for him because I, I think he's got a great following. But I was like, dude, he fumbled as soon as he walked out the curtain. And uh, so, anyway, but he could learn a thing or two from Taker. But yeah, it'd be fun. And then one I, I forgot to write down, but I did look at him when I was looking through the rosters of these companies. Um, and he just is not, he, uh, is, it, well, Lance Archer. Like, I think I really enjoy that guy. And I think his character would match up well with Taker, but he's just like, so dead in AEW right now. Like he had a time where he was like, yeah. a, uh, top guy. Hmm? 
Oh, it was Jake the Snake. Promo, oh, that would pro- be even cooler. The promos with that so, would be cool. Yeah. Well, when you said murder grandpa, you said murder. I was like, he's going murder hog. All right. Yeah. He, he said grandpa. I was like, oh, even better. I yeah. did think I about could see it, him in land. he's just like, he's not there, you know, as far as yeah. uh, TV time and, and you know, yeah. credibility. Uh, it just wouldn't work. But uh, yeah. it could be a cool match. Yeah, we're trying to sell some tickets to these shows, too. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's fun, man. Man. That's fun Forbidden Door. Great more fun idea. than should have been, in my opinion. Thank you for bringing that to us, Travis. Uh, yeah, very, I don't bring a lot of ideas, cool. but that one's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you bring plenty to the table. Wouldn't be a podcast without yeah. you, my man. Uh, I mean, the ideas for shows. Ideas. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we did get a, a couple of fan responses here on Twitter. I wanted to read those off because uh, it doesn't match up a bit with us. Um, and uh, we may have gotten some more since then, but um, the ones we have now, we got Drew Carfrey, friend of the show. Said uh, both in their prime, Darby Allen would be fire uh, emoji, fire emoji. So, um, yeah, he agreed with us. Uh, that's the guy that we yeah. both had there at the end. And then uh, Don Hyman, who uh, hadn't heard from him in a while, but no. he said would love to see Taker MJF. So uh, that was yep. on my list. And uh, then Mike Prue from the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Uh, he gave us a, a five-match series here. Uh, some good stuff on here, too. He said uh, ROH versus Claudio, which something I con- contemplated. I mean, that would be an incredible, incredible match. Wow, uh, I think of Claudio. Golly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's yeah, a good yeah. Shoot. You need to go back and edit. <laughs> no, I know. I'm happy with my five, but uh, that, yeah, that would be good. Uh, New Japan versus Tomohiro Ishii, um, who I another one I looked at, but uh, I little just, bulldog. I'm not as familiar with him, so I couldn't quite go with him. Uh, NJPW versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, NJPW yeah. versus Okada, which you mentioned, and then AEW versus MJF, uh, which I mentioned as well. Yeah. So okay. a little, little bit of crossover there, uh, but yeah. we would certainly. Uh, love to hear more of what this sparked from you. Uh, tell us whose year you liked better. Did you like Travis's fantasy year or did you like my fantasy year? Uh, you know, it won't hurt our feelings, uh, but no. uh, we may brag about it <laughs> on no the next month's episode <laughs> if uh, we hear from you. But seriously, yeah. drop your five fantasy matches. Now that you know the rules, the parameters of what's yeah. going on here, drop your fantasy five in the comments here uh, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, uh, on our YouTube channel if you're watching us on YouTube as well. Uh, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, let's do some shout outs and some plugs and all that that we like to do here. Uh, let me shout out Collecting Dead Man, Steven Zeman. Um, he, first of all, he sent me some uh, gifts uh, in the mail, some uh, some figures in the mail. Uh, nice. A surprise. Uh, this uh, Undertaker figure is one of them. So appreciate that, nice. Steven. And then uh, I went on his podcast along with Randy Turco to uh, do a uh, triple threat watch along of some of the spookiest as in worst undertaker gimmick matches uh for halloween so that should be out by the time you're listening to this so uh, awesome go check that out that That was fun to uh do that with those guys and uh, i want to shout out uh, again the bottom line cast Uh, of course they are continuing on through uh stone cold steve austin steve austin his career stunning steve austin they're doing a series through that i've been really enjoying those episodes and I especially want to shout out Mike. I don't think I mentioned this on the last episode. I think we'd already recorded, but Mike sent me just some random gifts in the mail. Sent me a Stone Cold Steve Austin figure and uh, the Dudley Boys figures for my Undertaker yes. opponents collection. So uh, 
Did an unboxing the of that. Concrete Crypt. Exactly. Did an unboxing of that on the YouTube channel. I mean, Mike's awesome. He just, I mean, sends random gifts. Um, this is a guy, you know, you and I, would we have ever met or been friends with this guy outside nope. of this podcast? No, but like, uh, he's just the nicest guy, coolest guy. Uh, I feel like in real life, we'd be, uh, we would totally uh, be friends and, and be hanging out if we weren't, uh, you know, across the <laughs> in different parts of the country from each yeah. other. But uh, still yeah. hoping to meet up one day with uh, with him. Uh, with Randy, with Steven, and, and all you other uh, great friends of the pie. That would be awesome if there's ever any way to do that. But uh, go check them out, of course. Uh, we got another new friend of the podcast, man. Coco Beware on Twitter, man. Give Coco Beware a follow. The Birdman. 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 Yeah, man. He interacted with us on Twitter a little bit. He's uh, new to the Twitter game, so give him a follow. When Birdman was on Space Coast Coast to Coast, it was just the best. Ah, Space Coast Coast to Coast is so fun. Classic. <laughs> it's so good. Didn't appreciate it enough at this time, man. Oh. Uh, man, it's, it's so I love good. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we heard from an old, old friend of the pod, Travis. We got a Facebook message. Like an elderly friend? Or like well, a friend from, from your? <laughs> I'm going to say a friend from your. Okay. Uh, uh, Gino McManican. <laughs> Uh, oh, Gino! Yeah, What's said, up, dude? He said he'd been binging the podcast, and I uh, had finally caught up to everything. So uh, appreciate cool. that, my man. Uh, and look, I, I say it uh, often on here. I think our podcast is just—it holds up, man. It's not yeah. like a lot of wrestling podcasts. You're not going to go back and listen to some wrestling podcast recapping Raw from you know June of 2018. But as right. you go back to our podcast, you know, you can pick and choose, you know, your favorite Undertaker matches and pay-per-views. You're, if you're going through stuff on the network, watching a random pay-per-view, you can go relive our podcast talking about yeah. it. Uh, it's so awesome to hear about people who binge it and go through the whole series, even after yeah, you know, awesome. we uh, finished all those episodes, uh, you know, uh, over a year ago now. So that's, that's really, really cool. It means a lot to hear that. And uh, that's why we've been putting up some older episodes, bringing them back from the dead, if you will, bumping them to the top of our podcast feed, just to uh, remind you all out there, and I encourage you to check out some of the older episodes. So uh, we put up the first ever Buried Alive match, so uh, it's right up there at the top of our podcast feed now. Uh, It's nothing new, I I did a quick little intro for it, but it's just the original episode you and I did, all the way back in 2018 covering uh, that right. match uh, from 1996 and uh, you can just hear uh, how far the podcast has come and, and relive uh, some of the early days of it so uh, I think uh, we're going to continue doing that continue to put some of that older content there uh, since we've only got one new episode a month coming out so uh, be on the lookout for that uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to our podcasts and uh, you know all the usual stuff subscribe leave a rating Head over to tpublic.com, get you a uh, half decade of destruction shirt to wear uh, to the Dead Man Show or a meet and greet with the Undertaker. Yeah. Post a picture of you and the Undertaker in any Talking Taker shirt, and we will spin well, you a special very, you. very special gift. You'll be part of an exclusive club. Pull our punk yeah. card and uh, take up us up on our challenge. And then uh, next month, December, uh, I, you know, I've got an idea, but uh, I think maybe we'll just maybe we'll throw a poll up to the fans 
we'll, we'll throw a couple ideas out there uh, for the for the fans. So look out for that on social media for uh, the December episode, and we will let you all out there decide. Uh, should we do a watch along? Should we do another top ten? You know, we did the top ten entrances. Maybe we do top ten rivals or something like that. Uh, you know, something random. Another fantasy episode. Coliseum videos. We'll, we'll let you decide. We'll, we'll throw that up there uh, here towards uh, the middle of the month and let you decide what you want to see. Uh, since it's the holiday season, the time for giving, we will give you the choice for what we do in December. And uh, I think I hit everything. Travis, you got anything else? No, I don't. <laughs> so, thank you. Covered everything, man. So, yeah, if you were there at these Forbidden Door shows, oh, wait a minute. You can't be. Um, yeah, we want to hear from y'all, though. What are your Forbidden Door matches? Again, given the parameters we set out here, you know, uh, 2023 Undertaker versus whom? You know, do you want to put them in a Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania? Who would be the participants? <laughs> You've never been in one. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Just throw that out there. All right. So you get five or six other guys in there with him. So, oh. and, But again, no, uh, this is just Forbidden Door matches. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, what, what are you guys thinking? And, put uh, yeah, him in we'll the be- Royal Rumble with 29 other... <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that now you know good well triple h i'm gonna go for that yeah we'll give you guys the whole roar rumble yeah um but anyway uh what was i gonna say oh yeah hope you had a great halloween if you dressed up as taker oh we want to see your pictures absolutely please. if you dressed up as taker please tag us or something we want to see because some of you guys are insane in a good way there's always some good ones every year oh yeah we know you guys are insane i love it uh a couple of my coworkers at work are going to dress up uh, girls are going to dress up like hulk hogan and macho man so i might wear a taker shirt that day yes yeah so we'll see if that's the case i'll I'll let you guys know but um yeah we hope you guys had a great halloween have a happy thanksgiving we'll talk to you in december it'll be december dismember no worries about that take uh well i mean stay safe out there and (laughs) always Guys, guys, look who it is. What are you doing here? Is that? That can't be. That's the Undertaker. Oh, my God. The Undertaker has walked through the forbidden door.